88.9 is KWXE Grove, Oklahoma. Christian Talk Radio. Welcome to Proverbs 3130, Woman to Woman. This is Sharon Hoskins, and my guest today is Laura Shaw. Hi, Laura. Hi. We had some technical difficulties getting on air because we are now in our new studio. Um, Daryl, I can hear myself echoing here, so I don't know what we're going to do about that. Well, Laura, you're here today to share your testimony. Yes. So why don't we go ahead and get started? All righty. Well, um, I was raised in a structured home with uh, two other siblings, my two older sisters. And um, we had a good home, good life. Um, we, we didn't go to church regularly, but we, we did go some. Um, and I guess during my, my younger years and, and as a young adult, um, I was searching for, for just a need. I, I had a, a, I just felt I needed a fulfillment in my soul that I just wasn't at peace. And I just, I knew something was missing, but I just didn't know what, but I was searching. And uh, I used to watch a lot of uh, shows, um, a lot of religious shows, thinking that that may, would maybe fill the void, but it never did. And so I went on about my life, and I, I just kind of put it on the back burner, I guess. And then uh, when I met my husband, um, he's the one who led me to the Lord. So how old were you when you met your husband? 25. Okay. And where'd you meet? We met in on the West Bank over in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I met him one day, and I just said, that's the man I'm going to marry. You just knew, huh? I did. And so six months later, I asked him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, <laughs> a, a turn of events yeah. there. And I'm thankful he said yes. Yes. <laughs> We've been married 37 beautiful years. Wow. Beautiful Laura. Years. Yes. We have uh, five kids between us both, 13 grandkids, and two beautiful great-grandkids. Wow. So we, we are blessed, and our covey is full. <laughs> 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 and Christmas is a... Interesting time. Yeah. <laughs> so how did how did he come about leading you to the Lord? He had a conviction in his heart. Um, he was not walking with the Lord at that time. And uh, I just started asking him some questions about his faith, his religion. And and there see that it started mm-hmm. back up again. I was searching. I was mm-hmm. searching. And, and I could tell there was something different about him. Even though he wasn't walking, he was still he was a Christian. He was a believer. Yeah. And he knew in his heart that he needed to get back in right fellowship with the Lord also. So we were just laying in bed one night, and I was just asking him a bunch of questions about salvation. I had no idea what it was. And um, and he just led me to Christ that night. Oh. And it brought us both back yeah. to the Lord. Him so, more so, too. And so at that point, did, I mean, you guys apparently hadn't been going to church at that point. No. So we, did that take you to church? It Oh, it certainly did. Yeah. It certainly did. And it took me to a different church that I had never been into before. Yeah. So it was, it was, um, it was what I needed. 
And God knew that. A new experience. A new experience. And I loved it. So from that point on, you know, we getting, getting, um, receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is, is just the first step. So kind of take us on the journey that you went through after, um, after salvation. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, my husband and I, we have five kids between us both. And when we were married, the oldest was 10 and the youngest was two. And needless to say, uh, I stayed on my knees a lot in yeah. prayer because it was very difficult. Um, I was, a, like I said, I was a new Christian and I was hungry to just get more into the word. So we started going to church uh, right away in Slidell, Louisiana. We went to, started going to First Baptist Church in Slidell. Yeah. And um, I was a smoker. Oh. And I love music, so I just, uh, I wanted to be in the choir, uh-huh. but I didn't want to be in the choir being a smoker. I, I was under conviction, and I just asked the Lord to, to please take it from me so I could sing for him. Yeah. And he did. He just. It instantly? Yeah, instantly. Really? And I you just know, started. Heard yes. people saying that, that, yes. that that's happened for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's a hard thing to give up. Yes. It's just a vice that you, you know, it's just hard to give up. Yeah. But I, I just had such a song in my heart. And but yet I didn't want to be up there singing you know, knowing that, that, that I was smoking. I just couldn't do it. I yeah. could not do it. So he just delivered me from it, and I've just been singing in choir ever since and singing for him. Yeah. So what do you sing? Soprano? T- uh, I started out alto. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't didn't read music that well, so then I started. Uh, soprano was easier, so I started singing soprano. And I just love it. Yeah. Just absolutely. I love to sing. Okay, well. Um, but don't ask me to sing. Oh, well, don't <laughs> That's where I was going. Now, my mother was a professional singer. Really? Mm-hmm. Back in the 30s, she was. So she, she had was a radio re- station, a radio show, excuse me. Uh-huh. And she used to record and uh, had records and albums. And Oh, my yeah. goodness. What was her name? Joyce Cuvillon. Oh, what did very she Cajun. Um, She was very, very high soprano. Um, just a lot of jazz back jazz. then. Um, she sang in a lot of weddings. I remember going with her and listening uh. and watching her suck on a lemon because that helped with her throat and stuff. But she had a chance to go to Hollywood and make some, you know, more records and stuff. But she chose to be a wife and a mother. So yeah. she kind of let her career go. Oh, Wow, yeah, that's and for the longest time we had her records, but we don't know where they are now. Oh, no. I know that's terrible. Yeah, to lose such a precious mm-hmm. um, archive for your family. Yeah, something yeah. to pass down. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so um, he delivered you from smoking, mm-hmm. and then you started singing in the choir. I started getting more involved in church and uh, uh, the big music programs. Uh, I just was. That was my calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a teacher. Um, I I just love to sing. So that it's easier for me to share with people about Christ through music. So you don't like to um, 
to teach or what, what it's about not that you? I don't like to um I'm just not as comfortable I guess um, yeah. and sometimes I feel like um I don't know enough to, to actually teach I know I know you know I've heard a lot of people yes, say that yes I just feel my 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 gift from him is is just to sing for him and so mm-hmm. I sing and just radiate through that yeah. And and I just I love to make eye contact when I'm singing. Uh-huh. And when I look out there and I see a dark soul or just sadness, you know, I just focus on that person and I just try to keep smiling and just while I'm singing and like I'm singing directly to them, you know, that Christ is is coming through me to them. So that helps you stay focused. Yes. Yes. Okay, so um, continue on with your journey with singing. There was something that really happened on stage. Now, was this early on in your um, in my in your walk, walk no, with the Lord? No, um, this was just uh, 13 years ago. Um, I was standing up getting ready to sing. I had been involved in a golf tournament, which I was love playing golf yeah i i admit it <laughs> okay well, what's that other thing that you said you love to play that you gave me um mahanji or something oh, my <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know what that is what is that it's, it's like a card game but but it's with tiles oh yeah. okay yeah it's very interesting very okay. interesting okay but um <laughs> Sorry, that's quite all right. <laughs> my little rabbit trail there. <laughs> but I was just, uh, I had played golf that weekend in a tournament. Um, I had taken the grandkids swimming. My husband was out of town. Um, and I was getting ready to sing. Uh, the rehearsal went fine. I didn't feel weird or anything. And then I'm standing up there with the microphone in my hand, and the music is starting. Mm-hmm. And I just started feeling really strange, and I had a horrible headache and I couldn't focus and then I felt something just go all the way down my from my I couldn't move my neck couldn't move couldn't feel my feet and I just felt something like flowing from the back of my head all the way down my legs I felt like I was in cement and I just very calmly said I can't move something's wrong I can't move so they helped me off stage and they put me in like in the back in the dark Mm -hmm. thinking I said well maybe it's just a migraine just let me go sit for a minute well they all left somebody went to get me some water somebody went to call my family um and I literally felt myself slipping away oh my I literally felt myself leaving this earth and I never felt so calm and so at peace because God said to me it's okay Laura I've got you Oh my God! I'm not going to let you go. Wow! And that began a journey that um, I'd go through again because it just sweetened my walk. So what was wrong? I had a brain aneurysm. Wow! And it ruptured. So so obviously they got it taken care of. They did. They thought I had a stroke uh, at one hospital, so they took me to another bigger hospital, and. And, and this was all God because the neurosurgeon on call that night was a very strong believer and a Christian man. Nice. And by the time surgery was over and um, my husband asked him about they had to clip it 
they went in through here and they had to clip it so he asked him what it what was going to happen to that clip he says well she won't need it anymore after you know it when she goes to meet Jesus, she won't need it anymore. <laughs> you know, so that that was pretty neat. But what should have been three weeks in the hospital, I was in there ten days, um, and they had me pretty drugged on anti-seizure medicines and stuff. So yeah. I don't remember a whole lot about that, but I just remember being at peace. And so how and just never asking God why, why me? Yeah. I never had bitterness. I never was angry. I was thankful. Because he brought me on a different journey, a new adventure. A new adventure. You know, one that, I would, like I said, I'd go through again if it would just make my walk even closer. And it's just something I share with, that's my testimony. Because, like I said, I never felt like I had one before. And God said, yes, you do have a testimony. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of women say that, that. And not just women. I mean, I hear people in general say that, that, you know, if if they don't have something traumatic or something that they, you know, are really, especially people who grew up in church, you know, that they don't really have a testimony. Mm-hmm. And I can remember feeling that way, mm-hmm. that I really didn't have a testimony that, you know, I was in and out of church and yada, yada, yada. One day I gave my life to the Lord, you know, we, and we kind of, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, that, that we covet the, the, the transformation of some testimonies, you know, it's just like, wow, that is so amazing. You know, what God did in your life Mm -hmm. that we don't realize that it, that for me, it was just as amazing Mm -hmm. as it is for you. Right. And so, Everyone has a testimony, no matter how big or small. And that's one of the things that I love about this show is that you don't have to have a ministry. You don't have to have, um, you know, have come from something, you know, horrible to something great to, to have made a testimony or to come on the show to share your heart. You know, we're all everyday people and we can learn from each other. We can grow in the Lord by hearing and, and learning from someone else who has been through that experience mm-hmm. and we can all help each other. And so, um, and God uses ordinary people. Yeah. You know, he, he wants us to be in childlike faith. That's how he wants us. Um, It's just, um, and the closer your walk gets with the Lord, the more Satan is there wreaking havoc. And he wants nothing more to destroy what God gave you. Right. You know, and and I I just think that when God allows us these trials, and I feel like that was a trial I went through, Mm -hmm. uh, it it is to draw us closer to him. Sometimes different people need different wake-up calls. Uh And that's true. And he certainly woke me up. And so now you share that testimony. Mm -hmm. I do. And before you had a beautiful testimony of your husband leading you to the Lord Mm -hmm. um, and how that search for for something more in your life led you to Christ. And God orchestrated your very being to to put you in contact with your husband Mm -hmm. and gave you a peace in knowing that he was the one that you were going to marry and so there's so much to your testimony that is not just about this aneurysm but this aneurysm led you down 
what path that was different than the path you had before? Well, I guess I took my um, beliefs, um, I just took them for granted. Mm. Uh, I took life for granted. Um, And God wants us to do so much more with our lives. He keeps us here to bring glory to him and to bring others to, to come to know him. And and when you accept Christ as Savior, it, it's not necessarily is it going to be a bed of roses. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be trials. There's always going to be temptations. And, and that's okay. We're, we're still human, mm-hmm. and we're going to make mistakes. But just knowing that we have an almighty God right there to pick you back up again. Yeah. You know, just like a mother picks up her child and you know, cradles them and says it's going to be okay. And that makes all the difference. It does, it? and that's what where God is. He just picks us up and He just holds us and lets us know it's going to be okay. And whatever happens is going to be His will. Not anything I've done or said or do. Uh, it's just I have to know that God's will is what's most important. He's going to transform me to be what he wants me to be, not what Laura wants to be. Mm -hmm. I have a friend that says, um, you know, no matter what you get accomplished today, no matter how good good you are or how good you do it, uh, God's not going to love you anymore. And if you don't get anything accomplished today, and if you don't, you know, maybe do things right or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, do Mm -hmm. things good, um, he's not going to love you any less. Right. Just like today, I was, you know, I was nervous about coming today. Uh And, you know, I never know what's going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us are like that. I know. I know. I can relate. Yes, you know, but... And if I fall and make a mistake, I just pick myself up and I laugh because life's too short. Yes. I have to laugh at myself, and I do all the time. Not only do we talk to ourselves, but, you know, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And golf is not the most important thing to me anymore. I don't even hardly play anymore, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if I make a bad shot when I am playing, I just laugh. You know, life is just too sweet, too too short to take some of those things so seriously. Just yeah. just enjoy life. Just embrace what God has given us. If we would just stop and look around at all the beauty there is in this world that he gave us and he created. And just let go of all the other negative, ugly things out there. Just, yeah. I mean, I know they're there. And I respect that, right? You know, and but but I just um, life's too short. Like I said, it's an adventure. Every day is a new adventure. Yeah, just go with it. So, from before your aneurysm to after your aneurysm, you would just say that um, before you were a little more, um, you know, adamant about things and. Uh, concerned about things whereas after you've just kind of taken things in stride is that what you're saying you have to you have to because God could have taken me home easily taken me home and he just said no it's not your time yet so that that point in your life is what made the change from um, just being a structured go to church Yes, um, trying to choir. get involved. And, and I think another thing is 
I was still, even though I had asked Christ in my heart, I wanted more. I wanted more. So I would get involved. Right. I would get involved in everything I could get my hands on in the church. And you can get over involved too, which is what I, I was just like a sponge. Um, But there was still a little void, still a little like, okay, well, where do I belong? Mm -hmm. And I would always ask God, God, what do you want me to do? What, where do you want me? Mm Mm-hmm. And it hit me one day. You know, <laughs> music. I like. I love music. I, I love the handbells, which is a, a beautiful art that's about gone now in the churches. Oh yeah. Um, and I didn't know how to play. I just loved the sound. So I would go in and watch them rehearse. And one day, he, the director put a bell in my hand and said, "Ring this right here when that note shows up." So okay, I would do that. And then I next thing I had two bells, and then I graduated up to four bells in my wow. hands, you know. And then I learned. Then I went from the little bitty bells all the way up to the real big bells. Oh and we goodness. used to go to competition. Wow! Churches uh, would gather um, in Little Rock, Arkansas, and we would have state competitions. Well, how neat! It was. It was just beautiful. That is just so beautiful. cool. But like that there's music. Uh-huh. You know, so it's just and to hear all those those heavenly choirs and bells ringing for the Lord, mm-hmm. not for themselves. Right. But for the Lord. It was just the most beautiful music. How cool. And when I sing, I mean, I know I don't have a trained musical voice like my mother did, mm-hmm. but it's the voice God gave me. Yeah. And I make mistakes. I've even stood up on stage and forgot the words. Yeah. You know, or or and to me it may not have sounded really what I wanted it to sound like, mm-hmm. but I always hear from people who have said you touched me yeah. with your words and your song and your voice. But I said, Thank you, but it's God's voice mm-hmm. and I've got to remember that. Yeah. Because he could take it away. Just as yeah. sure as I'm sitting here, he could easily take it away, but He's allowed me to bring glory and honor to him through it. Well, that is such a neat story, and I'm so glad you came on. Um, Do you have any last-minute words you would like to share? Probably. Well, the song I was going to sing when I had my aneurysm was called Be Still and Know That He Is God. Mm. And that just resonates with me. it's just in my heart. He has just forever put that on my heart to just be still, let go of things. You know, it's just stuff. Yeah. Stuff we don't need. Just just let it go and just be still and just look around you and look at the beauty he has made for our enjoyment and for his enjoyment. And that he just wants his children to be happy and to just give him the glory for it. You know, just honor him. In everything we say and everything we do. And it's not always easy. Right. But that's when we need to be still and listen. Awesome. Well, thank you, Laura, for coming on the show. We've been talking with uh, Laura Shaw. And if you missed the program today, you can listen in on a podcast at Proverbs3130Ministry.com. Uh, you can find her under the guest connections.
And next week we will have uh, Karen Moore will be in the studio. And she is the director of the Lighthouse Pregnancy Center in Jay, Oklahoma. And I hope you can join us for that show. Until then, have a blessed week. 